and welcome back to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Bray, and I am joined in the studio by nobody. Nobody's here with me today. Oh my gosh, what am I talking about? Holy cow! I had to trap everybody up in the bird room. I've been kind of changing some stuff up in the studio, and it freaks them out when there's too much change. So anyway, I think the sound quality has been okay but it's far from professional. I haven't been very happy with it. I just got some supplies in, and hopefully in the next week, I hope to construct another uh, little tabletop recording booth. Plus, what I've got going on right now isn't conducive to using a webcam or anything, and I'm kind of leaning towards maybe in the near future doing some live streams or something like that. So we'll see what happens. Stay tuned, and and you know you're going to hear it first here. So as soon as I'm ready to go with that and I've got a setup that's working and uh, it's not freaking the birds out too much, we'll start playing with that a little bit. Last week, I promised you some very exciting content this week concerning a mutant bug. Oh my gosh, I got a bug. No, I got I got a bird and named him Bug and he is a mutant. <laughs> no joke. So, um, oh, well... There's that that news music. So I guess we're going to do some news right now, and that will lead up to some of the, the episode. Oh my gosh. So Moose Moose is out of control. And since my last report on her, I have had to throw her in jail two more times, once on aggravated assault and the second time on sexual misconduct. She is not a lady. Now, with the aggravated assault... What she did is, I don't know why she picks on Zoltan so much, but she pulled out one of his tail feathers. Oh my gosh. So yeah, she just kind of goes after him. And it's to a point now that if I put something out like a treat or something, Zoltan will want to go after it, but he kind of gets afraid of her. And if he even sees her coming in his general direction, he retreats to his cage and hides until she's done with the treat. And then he goes and checks out the scraps. It's really sad. I try to favor him in that capacity. So anyway, yeah, she's been picking on him. But this new bird that I got, she conducted the sexual misconduct on him. She was uh getting very, very, very aggressive. Oh my gosh, she was so smitten with him. It was love at first sight. It was actually really cute, but it was overwhelming for the new bird until he was just like, ah, get away from me. And uh, so I had to kind of put her away for a little bit, chill her out, you know. She has since started kind of behaving herself a little bit better, and she'll go have some veggies or a salad with him or something. So when I first started thinking about getting Zoltan before I even went shopping for him ever, I was wanting to get a exhibition or a show-quality English budgie, but I couldn't figure out where to get one. And I couldn't find any breeders in the United States. There was one that I found reference to clear across the U.S. from me. And it was just getting to be crazy. So I ended up saying, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to go to a local pet store and get me my first bird there. Got Zoltan. Everything's been wonderful. Then I found Moose Moose's breeder. Moose Moose had to be mailed to me. I really didn't want to deal with that ever again with a bird. She was in great shape. She was treated really well. But I'm just not real crazy about it. So if I don't ever have to ship a bird again through the mail, I'm not going to. 
So I had an opportunity recently to get a hold of an English budgie exhibition clearance bin scratch and dent bird. I don't know what else to call it. They're the ones that are bred to be show birds, but maybe they don't really make the final grade for some reason. Maybe there's something wrong with their appearance or their color or certain traits just aren't to the breeder's liking. I don't know. As I understand it, and I'm not really an expert on this, and I really don't know much in the grand scheme of things, but it seems to me like those birds get snagged up by resellers that just maybe go around to bird fairs or to bird shows and they sell these non-qualifying show birds or non-qualifying breeder birds. They didn't make the cut as pet quality. Now, there's a heated debate. Now, Okay, so let me take a second back. I'm going to remind everyone here that this podcast is a safe place to talk about hard subjects. And I'm very well aware that some people love English budgies, and some people think it is the meanest thing ever that they were selective bred until they're so distorted and strange in their appearance. I personally love them. Oh my gosh. But be aware that it doesn't matter what it is. If the genetics can be manipulated through selective breeding and then a competition take place, it's gonna happen. (laughs) We do this with horses. We do this with dogs. We do this with cats. We do this with African violets, with fish. If somebody can make something that's different from its natural appearance and we can compete against each other it's get, there's chicken shows canaries you name it no different than the budgies so we've got show budgies and over the decades they were bred to be a little bit bigger a little bit more sweet a little bit more on the docile and less skittish side their appearance was bred for you know a little bit of an exaggerated look And then over the decades, they've just gotten more and more and more radical to the point. I have actually watched a video recently. I'm not sure who the person is, but I guess he's one of the top breeders in the world of budgies. And he said, yeah, they're starting to get so radical that they can't breed naturally anymore, nor can they fly because they're too big, they're too heavy, and the feathers are too long. So when, when the male goes to be with the female, nothing's occurring. Like he might jump on her, but it's just a bunch of fluff between them and nothing's getting to its mark, right? No babies occur. So they're having to artificially inseminate the females. So this breeder was like, you know, when it gets that extreme, we need to scale back the extremeness. They need to be birds again. Now, I'm not sure where Bug falls on this spectrum, but he can't fly very well. He's he's very, very heavy. I think he's overweight also. And I'm not even sure how these birds can see. They have such long feathers on their heads and around their faces that it's just crazy. They're really cute. But he has a hard time grooming himself, so I'm going to have to keep him clean and give him baths a couple times a week. He, I don't think he's ever been exposed to like a pan of water to give himself a bath. I, it doesn't look like it. But at any rate, I had an opportunity 
and somebody very knowledgeable helped me get him and then also helped me with the quarantine for 30 days so that I didn't risk any problems with my flock should there be a health issue. He is healthy as a horse other than being overweight. He hasn't shown any signs of disease, any problems, no bugs, nothing. Just named him Bug. So how did he get his name Bug? I'm going to be jumping around on this. I'm just so excited about him. When I got Cricket, I told you guys, Cricket came in a little Cricket container uh, from the pet store. So I named him Cricket. And he's green and he hops around and he chirps. And Bug is the same coloration. He's got the golden face, green, typical kind of traditional budgie coloration, except he's gigantic and his colors are very neon. They're very bright. He's like this neon lime green with some splashes of neon teal or turquoise in there. He is spectacular in his simplistic coloration. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. But what I think got him kicked out of show quality is maybe he may be having some sort of a weird anomaly going on with his color. So these show budgies, normal budgies have little spots on their neck, little black spots, the neck spots. The show budgies have really exaggerated big feathers on their neck with really big neck spots. And there's a lot of them. There's usually an overabundance of neck spots. Well, on Bug's head, on the top of his head, his big floofy feathers on his head all have little black dots. And at first I thought maybe it was like some of that striping that was still residual, but I don't think it is. I think it is the same type of pattern for those little tiny feathers. Not every one of them, but a lot of them have dots, like a single dot. So I think whatever causes the neck spots under their face was putting them on top of his head. And I'm guessing it was an undesirable trait that ended him in the clearance bin. Okay, the scratch and dent shelf, whatever. And he is about as cute as anything. He's got an eating disorder, and I'm not kidding. This bird sits and eats and eats and eats. And I suspect, here again, I don't know, but I suspect an overcrowded cage with a lot of birds in it. And then if there was females in it, based on what I see in Moose Moose, she gets so protective over food sources. She can just see a bird eating and go over and bash it away from the food. She's always chasing Zoltan and, and the other fellows away from the food sources. So I'm kind of wondering what life was like if he was housed with a bunch of female English budgies. And then he's missing so much of his tail feathers that I think there's a lot of tail feather pulling also. So I don't know. I don't really know what his story was other than he was hatched in 2022 and I've decided to just assign a birthday to him of Valentine's Day. Zoltan was hatched out January of 2022 and this bird is obviously fully mature. I can tell by the way his eyes look and his nose and everything. So I figure he's such a love bug. I'm just going to make him a Valentine's baby and he'll get a birthday every year. Yay! They are exceptionally intelligent and here again, very docile, not skittish, 
and very trusting. He was a commodity. He wasn't anybody's pet. I don't know how he was treated or how he was housed, but he was never handled, at least not for anything other than moving from one spot to another. I taught him to step up in a matter of minutes. He was very reluctant about it. He didn't like me, but within four days of having him, he started getting excited to step up, and he's stepping up on his own without any prompting. I don't have to chase him around or back and forth on a perch or anything like that. So he's very, very, very intelligent. And part of the way I got him there is I let him watch Murray interact with me. And I would open up Murray's cage first. Murray comes flying out. He jumps on me. He gives me kisses. He lets me give him neck scratches. Um, he talks to me. We interact. He sits on my finger and he's very excited when he hears me coming. Bug has started to mimic that. That's how he's been learning. He's fascinated. Oh my gosh, he has his own cage. He gets to watch TV. He gets to listen to music. And this bird is fascinated with everything. I'm convinced he's never seen bird toys either. He goes up to the bird toys in his cage and he just looks at them and looks at them and looks at them like he can't figure out what they are, but they sure look neat, you know? And, um, uh, yeah, just the sweetest little soul in there under all those feathers. Holy cow. He got his first bath this week and he stomped around in water. And uh, then I put him in a little travel cage. We went outside. It was really nice and warm out. He got some sunshine to, to dry off. That was a nice bonding experience for us. And here again, he seems to have an eating disorder and he will just sit and consume food. And he's too heavy to fly. I'm really worried he's going to get hurt. He can't even climb up perches that are at an angle very easily. So what I did is during the day, he gets to hang out in Mike and Cricket's basement on the lower portion of their cage. Um, there's a shelf down there, and I put toys down there, food, water, a perch, that sort of thing. And what he gets is chop. He gets veggies and he gets lettuce during the day. That way he can sit and graze all he wants. He's not getting that high fat content or anything. He's getting a lot of nutrition with that and a lot of fiber that's going to probably just go right through him. And yeah, then he gets some healthy pellets at night. He is converting over to the pellets that I use for the flock very easily. Here again, he loves food. So I have reduced his seeds down to almost nothing. He gets a little tiny bit of seeds in his chop just enough that he forages for them and he digs through it. It keeps him busy through the day. His head is happy. He is thrilled. Oh my gosh. He likes to just dig through that. And then he likes to dig through his pellets. And the one type of pellet I'm giving him, I powder it. So then he digs through that. He takes in some of that. It's very high nutrition and he loves it. So he's keeping a busy head and where he doesn't have interaction with the other birds, he gets to watch TV, he has entertainment, and I interact with him several times during the day. And that's Bug. I'm going to keep talking about him and English budgies and showbirds and stuff as time goes on. But what I want to tell everyone is if you do happen to run across somebody that is selling these showbirds that just didn't make the cut, don't be afraid to invest in one. Even if it's a little bit older, it is going to tame so quickly. And it is going to be a happy little bird. Bug loves to just sing and chirp and sing and chirp. 
he has joy in his heart like none other for what he's probably been conditioned to live as. So, oh my gosh, just an amazing little guy. And he is my dream bird. Now, I do understand he could have been on a very heavy seed diet. He could have fatty liver disease. He could be very overweight in a way that's detrimental to his health or his lifespan. If that's the case, I am going to give him the best life possible. I am getting him more active. He's on a healthy diet already, and I'm going to see what I can do with him on getting him a little bit more flight going on, a little bit of his weight dropped, and make sure he's healthy. He's running around, and he's not just sitting all day, and he has some friends that are treating him nice. And uh, just with that, even if it's not an English budgie, I want to take a minute. Once again, I will be a broken record on this. Take a chance on a bird that needs adopted. And you can even ask a reputable breeder, hey, do you have any breeding birds that you're retiring that you would like to adopt out to a good home that's going to love them and pamper them and spoil them rotten? Those birds sometimes need a home. And by all means, go to your local bird rescue, to your local bird sanctuary. And it's a good way to learn about birds. Or if you're on the fence, see if they need volunteers. See if they're hiring. Maybe that's a good fit. See if that's a good way to learn about birds and get familiar with them and see if it's something you want to invite into your life or maybe just being a volunteer in a shelter is enough for you. Sometimes these shelters I've seen, they really need people to just sit and interact with the birds and keep them socialized or try to socialize them. I really want some of these birds that are less likely to end up in a loving home to find their way into a loving home. There are so many of them out there. Please consider it. Please consider it. So anyway, Bug ended up to be a perfect fit for me. I got my little dream bird. I finally got my little exhibition budgie that I wanted. And he couldn't be more perfect. He is fitting in right with the flock. And here again, I had him quarantined properly. And uh, no problems. No problems. But if you're going to do something like this, do your homework. Ask questions. Try to find out as much as possible. Don't put your flock in danger. Make sure you do the quarantine process. But it's absolutely best if you're going to adopt a bird that needs a home, invest a few bucks in a vet visit as well and get a wellness check. There is no harm in that. And it could save you a lot of heartache and grief too. If there's any concern that that bird could be sick or exposed to something that could be contagious. I think what I want to do is conclude this episode by saying check out the YouTube channel. I am going to be releasing some of Bug's first videos. As soon as this episode releases and publishes, I'm going to release some of Bug's first videos from this past week on the YouTube channel. There's a really cute one of him and Cricket, so you can see some size comparison between a little pet shop budgie and an exhibition budgie of the same coloration. And you can just tell Cricket is looking at him like, what in the heck are you? Oh my gosh. There is the first meeting with Moose Moose when she was just forcing herself on the little guy. It's adorable. They're making out like a couple of teenagers in the back row of a movie. Holy cow. And then uh, the second part to that is when she was just checking out his feathers and fawning over him and just 
in love with him and finally he had enough. He was like, ah, I don't know what you are. Get away from me. I've got a couple videos that I have released of him just sitting and eating. Oh my gosh. And uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. That's all I got for you this week. I think I'm just going to conclude by saying go play with your birds or if you're on the fence about getting a bird, hey, consider adopting an older bird that's sitting in a shelter somewhere, sitting in a sanctuary somewhere, or that needs a home in some capacity. There are so many out there that need some love and they are just waiting to find you. So go find them, all right? We will catch you next week, everyone. Bye-bye.